0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We
1: ain't gonna stand.
2: I
0: don't want to die. Even
1: the podcast is afraid.
3: Welcome back to Even the Podcast is Afraid. I'm Jared. And I'm here with Nick and Sam as we continue our series on MK Ultra with Dr. Jolly West and his ties to the CIA Mind Control Project and
1: more. Jolly old Saint West. <laughs>
3: <Jolly>. <laughs> I thought you was about to say, oh, it's Chris Kringle's brother or cousin or right.
2: something. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for.
3: But he doesn't bring gifts he brings... to the children.
2: He only brings LSD. Yeah. Drugs.
1: <laughs> Drugs.
3: Which I mean Those that would I mean that be kind
2: of fun.
1: I was watching forensic files yesterday, <laughs> and they were talking about someone who laced someone's jello with LSD and it killed them.
2: Oh my god.
1: Yes. That was a lot of LSD Damn,
3: then. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. Yep.
1: Are you sure they ate Jello and not
3: just gelatin LSD? <laughs> Maybe. gel S D? Jell S D. They're just yeah. like
2: a separate brand. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But before we get started, obviously, we want to tell our listeners, if you're listening to us, come watch us on Pi TV, it's free, download the app on iOS, Android, Google Play, Roku, and the Amazon App Store, more places coming in the future, but come watch the show, it's free, doesn't cost you anything to download the app, plus you can watch us on the TV if you you put it on the Roku, which is the way that I have it here at home,
1: but it's free. You can also use it on your Amazon Fire Stick. You can. you can.
3: You can. And so all of the main episodes, uh including side crime, are on Pod T V. So T V show, go watch it. There you go. But are y'all ready to go back into MK Ultra? Let's let's oh
2: yeah, it. let's do it. S- let's so do we, that. LSD. We took a week
3: off. <laughs> we took a week off from MK we Ultra, did. gave you some side crime stories about side some crime, side stupid crime. people in the news. Mm-hmm. I know. Y'all love side crime. Oh yeah. Side crime is fun. It is. It's, it's fun. very it's fun. Thing to it's do. one of
2: my favorites. Who so doesn't far? want Dairy
3: Queen from a helicopter?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. But we got several more parts of MK Ultra, our longest series that we've ever done. <laughs> so, and I was just informed we may be adding a part eleven. So <laughs> we may be adding. This may be instead of ten parts, it will be eleven parts. This could nice. be its own documentary. <laughs> I mean,
2: honestly, might as well be. We're gonna At be on Netflix point. soon.
3: <laughs> All right, here we go. A year ago, we took you into the mind of Fred and Rose West. I can't believe that was a year now, ago. Damn. Yeah. Right. Time flies. Now we are taking you into the mind of another troublesome West, Doctor Lewis Jolin Jolly West. Lewis Jolin or just Jolly West. For everybody wondered, we're just gonna call him Jolly. He was an American psychiatrist whose work focused particularly on
1: cases where subjects were taken to the limits of human experience. Hmm. I wonder if, you know, Jolly West and Fred and Rose West, I wonder if there's any relation to Kanye West.
2: <laughs> they're all related. I, all of them. I
1: think all the psychosis is there. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're all
3: crazy. No, they so. are.
2: That's pretty funny. I, I wonder what, what's wrong with the uh, the West. Like,
3: <laughs> But are, are we sure that Kanye West is
2: crazy? I mean... Yeah. Oh, 100%. He's like, he's a nutcase. In
3: 1954, at the age of 29 and with no previous tenure track appointment, he became a full professor and chair of psychiatry at the University of Oklahoma's College of Medicine. And from 1969 to 1989, he served as chair of psychiatry at the University of California, Los Angeles School of Medicine, and the UCLA Neuropsychiatry. Psychiatric Institute. Psychiatric. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? There's always a fuck up for me.
2: Always. Just expect it.
3: And you know what's sad? When I was editing this, I said it right.
2: That's funny. F-
3: so, go ahead. Plus, Wes was deeply involved in the in-Korean War era CIA brainwashing experiments. The agency's notorious MK Ultra mind control program and the use and intentional abuse of LSD and other drugs but side note as it as it was being administered to unwitting people
1: who then suffered traumatic hallucinations so again i can't imagine you know unwittingly taking lsd and that going well
2: right yeah no that would not be that would, you know, like at least if you're that would not be. That would not be a fun doing,
1: trip. <laughs> yeah, if you're knowingly doing LSD, you know there's going to be a trip involved. Right. If you don't know there's going to be a trip involved,
2: it's not gonna yeah. end well. No. No.
1: You may still have a nice
3: trip. You don't know. <laughs> it's true. Just it like my shirt says, this, this should be a you know, word of the wise. Don't talk to strangers.
2: Or, you know, it'll be like my shirt where you enter like the cat dimension portal thing. This is like a shirt or, straight off of, like, LSD. Or, or <laughs> Mix them or
3: together, like, it's LSD. <laughs>
1: or it'll be like my shirt, and the Blue Jays will get to play at home for the first time in, like, 500
2: days <laughs> because of COVID.
1: Wes would later go on to interact with both
3: Charles Manson and Jack Ruby, the man who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. And we're going to admit, right here and now, those associations definitely carry with them some serious cringe. Oh, yeah. 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 we gotta get into that Uh
1: -uh. that side of things (laughs) just
3: as cringy
2: as feet Uh, oh 100 (laughs) Mm. Mm.
1: show me your feet
2: (laughs) don't give me nightmares what was
3: that you know what that reminded me of what was that um show me your do you remember there was a song going around was like show oh show me your genitals Yes. Your oh, God,
2: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Show me your feet. Your feet. Yeah. Your genitals. Your feet.
3: <laughs> During the 1966-1967 academic year, he led a group of researchers to San Francisco's Hyatt Ashbury district, where they rented an apartment and studied the hippie culture. During the later half of 1967, under a contract funded by the Foundation's Fund for Research in Psychiatry, later
1: confirmed to be a CIA front. Oh. Shocker. I wonder if there are, like, CIA groups that are studying the hipsters. <laughs> probably. There probably is. <laughs> it appears to me they like terrible music and crappy overhyped beer.
2: So I wonder, did, I wonder, did they, like, dress up like hippies and, like, go in there and, like, try to infiltrate? Or did they just, they were just like, oh, we're just going to watch and Like, did they make it super obvious? Or did they really try to do it undercover? I like to think it was
1: like Animal Kingdom, where they have like the camera. It's like the hippie, likes the music and the drugs that are anti-establishment.
3: <laughs> that would be great. We discussed this hippie commune experiment during our series on the Manson family. It was believed that this hippie commune experiment was a possible intersection between Co Pro and MK Ultra although no conclusive evidence has been presented that charles manson or any other family members were definitely
1: a part of either operation and of course co intel pro being an antivirus software from the early 90s <laughs> <laughs> it really does sound does. like this. compatible with windows 3.1
3: <laughs> it was on the right up there by the counter you know when you get the little free demo disc oh yeah yes you go yeah. to walmart and right there yeah
1: man i remember my dad buying me a, a disc, and it was like 10 games because he had a work laptop that he would bring home occasionally when all yeah. we had was a DOS computer. So he bought me a disc of 10 games. That would work on his work laptop, so I could play when he brought his work laptop home. And they were like all fucking demos.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> the games are good
1: too. And it's just like, yeah, you have to pay like because this is way back when right. you have you had to like mail a check to like some PO box Yeah, number. oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: then they'd send
2: you. No, a it was co- sketchy. It. it was really sketchy.
1: <laughs>
3: but there, there really is nothing. Back to Charles Manson mm-hmm. and the Manson family. There is nothing conclusively that says. They were part of MK Ultra. Right. There are a lot of conspiracies out there because there was a lot of connections, mm. especially for Charles Manson, when it came to MK yeah, Ultra. Yeah, and he like so openly
2: like spoke about it too, right? I mean, he, he like he he, he, made, he made like hints. LSD. He made like hints towards it, not like openly. He like. did.
3: Yeah, because in the what what episode was that? Part four mm-hmm. that we talked about yeah. that. I think it was part yeah, where four. He, like, where he, he made, made like, that comment. No, that was the last episode. It was part yeah. five with Timothy Leary. Mm-hmm. So he made the comment to Timothy Leary while mm-hmm. he was incarcerated, which made it sound like he was having tests done on him. Right. West was an officer in the United States Air Force Medical Service from 1948 to 1956, attaining the rank of Major. While assigned to Lakeland Air Force Base after his residency, he was appointed to a panel to discover why 36 of 59 airmen captured in the Korean War had confessed or cooperated in Korean allegations of war crimes committed by the United States. If you remember, we have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amid speculation that the airmen had been brainwashed or drugged, West came to the simpler conclusion What we found enabled us to rule out drugs, hypnosis, or other mysterious trickery, he said. It was just one device used to confuse, bewilder, and torment our men until they were ready to confess to anything. That device was prolonged chronic loss of sleep. Oh, yeah. We
1: all get cranky when we're kept up
3: late. No,
2: if, or you don't
1: have
3: a Snickers. If you yeah, stay
2: up exactly. for a certain amount of time, like a certain amount of days, you go or crazy. so, crazy. Yeah, you start hallucinating, and you—I mean, it just goes downhill.
1: Your body needs a reboot. Mm-hmm. Tell my like old age—if I don't get like six or seven hours of sleep, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> I'm yeah. A zombie. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd probably admit to war crimes too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> But this was, remember we talked about this, I can't even, I'm losing track of what was in what part, Mm -hmm. but one of the episodes, we talked about this, where uh, this was brought up with those POWs, and people were angry at them Mm -hmm. for what had happened, but at the same time, if you're sitting here and you're being tortured, right? right, Yeah. lack of sleep, confusion sets in, your mind starts to wander and go different places, your body is literally producing its own drug.
2: Right. At it's, that like, point.
1: Yeah. it's like when someone's talking in their sleep, like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I bought my PS5,
2: because
1: uh-huh. I like had the chance to buy it, and I was going to click Add Card. And I'm like, this is an $800 purchase. I should discuss this with my wife. Right. Go into the bedroom. She's sleeping. I'm like, I'm going to buy the PS5. It's like $850 or whatever. Mm. She's like, why are you waking me up? Don't wake me up. don't talk about the PS5. (laughs) I don't care. Don't wake me up about it. She goes back to sleep. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to fucking buy it. Right. I buy it the next day. I'm just like, so I ended up buying the PS5. She's like, what? You bought it? I'm like, yeah, I told you last night I was going to. She's like, no, you didn't. She was sleeping. So anyways.
3: You plan that.
1: I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're trying to convince your wife to let you buy something, Ask them while they sleep. Of
2: course. No, that's the <laughs> easiest way.
1: <laughs> the airman avoided being count-
3: court-martialed for these events as a result of West's research. He then published a paper with the title, United States Air Force Prisoners of the Chinese Communist Methods of Forceful Indoctrination, Observations and Interviews. It's a paper name that just rolls right off the top. Oh, tummy. yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's a long-ass fucking name. He <laughs> could have just said, my research. It
1: literally... Part one.
3: <laughs> but basically, it looks like they got off based on his on West's research. Right. Or, excuse me, Jolly's research.
2: Good old Jolly. Fred West's
3: re- research. Do what? <laughs> I said Fred West's research. <laughs> Fred West's research. <laughs> we discussed this in a previous MK Ultra episode. This POW event became the basis for the anti-brainwashing book by Robert Lifton. Thought Reform, and the Psychology of Totalism, a Study of Brainwashing in China.
1: Man, do these people not know how to make succinct titles?
2: No, no. apparently not.
1: My God. <laughs> could you t-
3: imagine going into a bookstore and asking for that, and you like put that up there like,
1: could you repeat that? <laughs> It'd be like if if Tolkien named instead of Lord of the Rings, the adventure about a ring where they it's a really long time, <laughs> and they, they go to a volcano, and eventually they throw the ring in there, But it takes a very long time. Part one takes 24 days of walking. Yes. Part one. It's a
2: walking simulator. I don't
1: think I don't think it'd be I don't think it'd be as successful. By the way, spoiler alert for those who have neither seen the movies or read the books. They destroy the ring at the end.
2: (laughs) At this point, if you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, I mean, you know, came out, what, like 70 years ago? (laughs) That's that's on you. That's not on us (laughs) at this point.
3: The POW event was ultimately the precursor for MK Ultra. There was so much that was learned from the debacle. But of course, since humans are apparently just awful creatures, we had to take this knowledge and use it for evil because, you know,
2: of we
1: suck. What's the point of having good ideas if we can't be evil with
2: and them? And control
0: people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like breadsticks.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know?
1: I went to Eastside Mario's the other day, which is like our olive garden. Mm-hmm. Unlimited breadsticks and salad. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy about that is
3: it makes sense, Mm -hmm. right? We learn something, we want to test it out, so therefore we'll test it out on our own people. Of course. We're not the only country that does that.
1: No, No, God, no. No.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Cornell University, where Wes completed his residency in psychiatry, was an MKUltra institution and the site of the Human Ecology Fund. He later became a subcontractor for MK Ultra Subproject Forty Three, a twenty thousand eight hundred dollar grant by the CIA. While he was a chairman of the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Oklahoma, the proposal submitted by West was titled "Psycho Psychological Studies of Hypnosis and Suggestibility." When an accompanying document titled "Studies of Dissociative
1: States," dissociative. Dissoc- yeah. yeah. Dissoc- there we go. But <laughs> you know what those titles? Quick and succinct. Yep. I mean there's big words in them, but you know it's big words like me that I'd be like, What the fuck is that book about? <laughs> I'm not gonna read it. I That's see psycho. Funny. I may
3: read it. <laughs> Interesting to note that their use of the phrase
1: dissociative states. Did I say it right mm-hmm. that time? Yep. Disassoci- dis-, dis-, dis yeah, whatever. Yeah, I
3: think now.
1: I'm confused. Yeah, sure. We'll go yeah. Look, we know
3: last names. And words that are medically used, It's just not going to work for
2: us. It doesn't work. It's not going to (laughs) work.
3: This is a phenomenon that can sometimes manifest as multiple personalities, although most cases of multiple personalities are easily debunked. It is far rarer than some would have you believe. Cases of people with so-called multiple personalities exploded in the 1980s alongside of the satanic panic scare and the myths of satanic ritual abuse. Which was later found to be utter bullshit conspiratorial nonsense. And this bullshit nonsense is still with us today. Hooray for humans.
2: <laughs> of course. Always, always like ruining stuff.
3: How many times have we talked about Satanic Panic in this, in oh, this a show? A, a
2: whole bunch. A whole bunch.
3: A lot. <laughs> a whole bunch. It yeah. Be it, a good, you just, it might be a good series to mm-hmm. do, like the Satanic Panic oh, yeah. as a whole. Yeah, definitely. A two yeah, part series one. on Satanic Panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see again, tiny threads interwoven throughout all of this, where there was a legitimate interest in cultish mindsets and preventing and undoing brainwashing. But as we said, the element of good was quickly erased, and it went from prevention and reversal to direct causation in hopes of controlling people. Yeah, it sounds about it. Yeah. Who doesn't want to control people? (laughs) It
1: seems like a lot of work. It does. You know? But if I could, you know, make someone... To, you know, to vacuum the house for me, that'd be great. <laughs> see?
3: You see what I mean? Yeah, if you were sucks. like if I was like Nick, I can tell you how to mind control somebody to clean your house have every day. I mean you'd have clean sheets. Right. Every, yeah, day. every day, right? And everybody knows that when your body, naked or not, hits clean sheets, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Well, especially here's naked. the
2: thing, though. But the CIA especially wasn't naked, using right. people to do their laundry and <laughs> and, and to vacuum and and See, do I think the that's dishes. A opportunity. <laughs> that's
3: if a I was a multi-millionaire or multi-billionaire, mm. I would have my sheets washed and changed every day. Brand new nice. sheets every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just throw the old sheets in a fire, but you know, it's like right. you,
2: you could always just hire people to do this, you don't have to control them. I'm just saying.
3: Oh, I mean, I would just hire somebody to do it, <laughs> controlling them with money. There you go. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you can easily see how there was so much potential for the studies. So very much useful, helpful potential. But again, humans are vile creatures. But West's role may have been bigger than some had first thought.
2: Wow. So So he was the evil mastermind, kind of.
3: Maybe. Maybe. Mm. He may have been the guy going.
2: (laughs) 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 I mean, with a name like Jolly, I wouldn't trust him. (laughs) Jolly West.
3: (laughs) On the night of July 4th, 1954, San Antonio, Texas, was shaken by the rape and murder of a three-year-old girl. The man accused of these crimes was Jimmy Shaver, an airman at the nearby Lakeland Air Force Base with no criminal record. Shaver claimed to have lost his memory of the incident. Convenient.
2: Mm, That's weird. Mm.
3: (laughs) Convenient. I told you there was going to be some, uh, before (laughs) we started recording, I said there is some true crime. There is some murder in here. Damn. The victim, three year old Sheree Joe Horton. Or Sheree.
2: Sheree. I, I, I think Sheree, no maybe.
3: You think it's Sheree?
2: I, I don't know. Or Cher. Share. It could be Cher.
3: Had disappeared around midnight outside the Air Force Base, where her parents had left her in the parking lot outside a bar. She played with her brother while they had a drink inside. When they noticed her missing, they formed a search party. Oh, hold okay, up, hold why up. are
1: you leaving your child alone in a parking lot while you go Kinda and drink? Kind of sus, kind of sus. It's I'm just extremely wow. sus. Wow, I hope those parents feel really bad uh, about
3: what oh happened to my their
2: child. God. Like, why would you do really? that?
3: Really? But you gotta think. Think of the time. Yeah. It's it was, 1954.
2: It was, it was it's 1954. Still, you don't leave your three-year-old to play in a parking no, lot, especially, and then you go to a bar to go and drink. To go drink. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my gosh.
3: With an hour, the group came upon a car parked next to a gravel pit. Uh, Cherie's underwear was hanging from one of the car's doors. Yeah. Shaver wandered out of the darkness. He was shirtless, covered in blood and scratches. Making no attempt to escape, my... he let the search party walk him to the edge of the highway.
2: Jeez. my gosh. So,
3: now here's the thing. You come out and you have blood on you, and you're scratched up, and you're in this predicament, uh, the first thing that they're going to say
1: is, uh, you did it.
2: Of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, but that looks like hella suspicious, though. I mean. Right. Open and shut case.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. they Taylor tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain,
3: Bystanders described him as dazed and in a trance-like state. What's going on here, he asked. He didn't seem drunk, but he couldn't say where he was, how he'd gotten there, whose blood was all over him. Meanwhile, the search party found Horton's body in the gravel pit. Her neck was broken, her legs had been torn open, and she'd been raped. Oh
2: my God. god. Oh, what the fuck?
3: So not only was this, you know horrendous Mm. with the rape of a child it was also horrendous and uh,
2: gory
3: deputies arrested Schaefer at 29 he was recently remarried with two children and no history of violence he'd been at the same bar Horton had been abducted from but he'd left with a friend who told police that neither of them was drunk though Schaefer had seemed high on something before deputies could take Schaefer to the county jail, a constable from another precinct arrived with orders from military police to assume custody of him. What? Yeah, that's sketchy.
2: That's weird.
3: Yeah, it's weird. But he was also military as oh, well. so okay.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: He was stationed at Lakeland. Yeah. So,
2: hmm.
3: Around four that morning, an Air Force marshal questioned Schaefer and two doctors examined him, agreeing he wasn't drunk. One later testified that he probably was not normal. He was very composed outside, which I did not expect him to be under these circumstances. He was released to the county jail and booked for rape and murder. Wouldn't
2: they, like, test him for other drugs, though? I mean... But they
3: didn't really this know is Yeah. Uh, yeah, this yeah. Is the 1950s, so we're talking at a very different time. Mm. Yeah. Investigators interrogated Schaefer through the morning. When his wife came to visit, he didn't recognize her. He gave his first statement at 10.30 a.m., adamant that another man was responsible. He could summon an image of a stranger with blonde hair and tattoos. After the Air Force Marshal returned to the jailhouse, however, Schaefer signed a second statement taking full responsibility, though he still didn't remember anything. He reasoned he must have done it. Two months later, in September, Schaefer's memory still hadn't returned. The commander of the base hospital, Colonel Robert S. Bray, ordered a psychiatric evaluation to be performed by dr lewis jolly west the head of psychiatric services at the airbase it fell to west to decide if schaefer had been legally sane at the time of the murder Mm. now just a side note the schaefer case would become one of the most infamous cases of potential tampering by persons meant to help Uh
2: so it seems sus
1: like, it just seems convenient that you forgot all
3: about yeah,
2: it. It's you can kind of guess where this weird. case is going, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah.
3: Schaefer spent the next two weeks under West's supervision. They returned to the scene of the crime, trying to jog his memory. Later, West hypnotized Schaefer and gave him an injection of sodium pentothal, or truth serum, to see if he could clear his amnesia. Mm. There's already a sus thing right yeah, there. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. very You're giving odd. him... You're giving him something to try to make him give you a reason, uh, of why he did this or if he did do it. Yeah. While Schaefer was under, according to testimony, he recalled the events of that night. He confessed to killing Horton. She'd brought out repressed memories of his cousin, Beth Rainbow, who'd sexually abused him as a child. Schaefer had started drinking at home that night when he had visions of God who whispered into his ear to seek out and kill the evil girl, Beth.
1: the fuck? Wow.
3: But you got to think he gave him a drug too. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Is this really what he thought, or is this, is the, this drug the drug?
2: Drug, yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm.
3: At the trial, Wes made only a minimal effort to exonerate Schaefer. The airman was found guilty. Though an appeals court later ruled that he had an unfair trial, he was convicted again in the retrial. And in 1958, on his 33rd birthday, he was executed by the electric chair. He maintained his innocence the entire time. Wow. He executed him on his birthday? Yep.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Damn. Yep. But here, yeah, here's I mean, the thing though. He was a monster. It's but... like, you know, when they found him and stuff, it just looked very suspect because I mean there was nobody else around him. There's it no had to be him. yeah, there was no blonde guy with tattoos or whatever. Like he was by himself. And then on top of that, you have scratch marks on you and you have blood on you. Like, how do you ex- but here's how do you my thing. explain that?
3: There's obviously we're going to get into a little bit more of this. But mm. the the thing that you're looking at here is the conspiracy part mm. of it is, was he part of MKUltra? Was mm. he part of the test experiments? Was he being tested on with some form of LSD or some sort of
1: drug? No, I think it was just a, I think it's just a shitty excuse. He's like, "Oh, mm. I don't remember doing it." You know? It's like a last ditch like, yeah. well, I'm caught. Well, I got to saying like know, a save. trying to plead insanity type yeah, of deal." Exactly. And then, you know, MK Ultra, like I said, is like the catch-all conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. The trial, which hinged on
3: Schaefer's testimony, might have ended differently had the jury known about Wes' past. According to newly surfaced papers from West's archives, the psychiatrist had some of the clever, clearest, most nefarious ties to any scientist to the CIA's Project MKUltra.
2: Hmm.
3: So, we know that Jolly West was part of MKUltra. I mean, that, that's 100%. There's papers to prove hmm. that. And he was there. West's vials, especially his correspondence with the CIA's longtime poisons expert, Sidney Gottlieb, which we've heard his name quite a bit, mm-hmm. shed new light on one of the most infamous projects in the agency's history, likely compromising more than 149 subprojects and at least 185 researchers working at institutions across America and Canada. Oh, yeah, MK Ultra was, as the New York Times put it, a secret 25-year, $25 million effort by the CIA to learn how to control the human mind. Its experts violated international laws, not to mention the agency's charter, which forbids domestic activity.
1: Mm. I'm shocked they only spent $25 million. Only. Only $25 million. Well, you put million. that into today's <laughs> money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah, probably like mean, over 25 years. Like, think of how much stupid spending the government does today. Oh, right?
3: No, 100%. <laughs> At the trial, West maintained that Schaefer had suffered a bout of temporary insanity on the night of Cherie Joe Horton's killing. But he argued that Schaefer was quite sane now. In the courtroom, Schaefer didn't look that way. One newspaper account said he sat through the stiniest sessions like a man in a trance, saying nothing. Never rising to stretch or smoke, though he was a known chain smoker.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. he just took that time to quit smoking.
3: Yeah,
2: maybe he. It was just like his nerves were just shot at that point. Well, if your nerves are that shot, would you're make smoke you. Dr- oh, yeah. Yeah, that would make you smoke yeah. more. Yeah. So,
3: is it possible that the the drugs that he was on or the hypnosis that uh, Jolly West put him under made him quit smoking? Maybe so.
1: Those like hypnosis smoke no smoking things work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they work or not. Yeah, who knows? Large portions of West's truth serum interview with Schaefer were read into the court record. The doctor had used leading questions to walk the entrance shafer through the crime. Tell me about when you took your clothes off, Jimmy, he said. The transcript of the interview, which survived among West papers, also showed West trying to prove that Schaefer had repri- repressed memories. Jimmy do you remember when something like this happened before or after you took her clothes off? What did you do? I never did take her clothes off, Schaefer said. Hmm. Yeah,
1: you can't ask those like even in court, no. you can't ask no
2: question. No. Like uh-uh. a lawyer
1: can't Yeah, so that's kinda and if someone's under the influence of a quote unquote truth serum. Right. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it's like so that's, you, you that's want their sketchy.
2: you want their mind to be completely you know, obviously like not altered or in any type of weird state when you're asking them these questions. Well
1: not only that, but like I mean, obviously he was ultimately found guilty, but twice. Mm -hmm. Twice, exactly. If he was found guilty and then and he was actually guilty and then they did the retrial. It's like actually, Mm -hmm. you know what, these were leading questions. We're gonna throw this case out. Right. Then he gets away with it.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. I think that's probably why
3: he got a retrial. Right. Yes. Yeah. Though lawyers scrutinized Schaefer's medical history, little mention was made of the base hospital where West archive letters indicate he had conducted his MK Ultra experiments, or that Schaefer had suffered from migraines, so debilitating that he dunk his head in a bucket of ice water when he felt one coming on. So he his was condition- doing the ice bucket challenge decades before <laughs> it became popular. His condition was severe enough that the Air Force had recommended him for a two-year experimental program. Oh. The doctor who would attempted to recruit him was not named in court records or transcripts. Mm. Now, there was a lot of shady possible connections between Schaefer's case and Wes with with MKUltra, but... I'm just gonna put that out there. We are not saying that Schaefer was definitely part of MK right, Ultra. But
2: it's just like a very weird coincidence that he got into it a two-year exper- experimental program. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then on top of during that, the MK doctor's Ultra not times. even named either. Like during mm. MK
3: Ultra times at a place where MK Ultra experiments were happening. Doctor
2: yeah. redacted. Mm. <laughs> that is kind of weird. Sus. Very sus.
3: On the stand, Wes said he'd never gotten around to seeing whether Schaefer had been treated in the experimental program. Lackland officials told me there was no record of him in their master index of patients. But curiously, according to the base's archivist, all the records for for patients in 1954 had been maintained, with no exception. The file for last names beginning with S-A through S-T had vanished. Mm
2: Mm-hmm
1: convenient
3: Mm. yeah well
2: the thing is is like come on do you really think that he's gonna tell you if he had been treated in that here's
3: my thing with this case the case is weird because of the circumstances surrounding it two he has no violent history Mm -hmm. right yeah He, he from my understanding uh he had no criminal record so kind of weird for something so violent just to happen all of a sudden. Yeah. Now I'm not saying because there are serial killers who have no criminal records whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then that one just, day yeah. just start snap and it goes to
1: 100. Right. But like you'd think, too, that there would be some maybe inclinations that this guy was a pedo.
2: Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, just like maybe finding things that he might have had hidden. Just yeah, it's very odd. Very weird.
3: West claimed he was in the courtroom the day Schaefer was sentenced to death. Around this time, he became vehemently opposed to capital punishment. Did he know his experiments might have led to the execution of an innocent man and the death of a child? If his correspondence with CIA head of MK Ultra Gottlieb, predating the crime by just a year, had been presented at trial, would the outcome have been the same? That's where you got to look at that, right? right? Because if if you give the backstory of Jolly West and that was presented in court along with Schaefer, mm-hmm.
2: would he have been convicted? Right, exactly. Because obviously, like like nobody knew about the the experiments. Or and would stuff. he have been
3: convicted of to death of murder? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying he may have gotten manslaughter, right. right? He was definitely going to prison. It was just a matter it mm-hmm. could be let. He might right. still be alive today, right? Mm-hmm. Right. In 1949, the CIA, then in its infancy, launched Project Bluebird, a mind control program that tested drugs on American citizens, most in federal penitentiaries or on military bases. Oh, yeah, that's what we need. Let's (laughs)
1: drug people that have access to, like, you know, guns and stuff. And, like, you know, billion dollar, billion dollar (laughs) equipment. Yeah. I wonder how many shanks
3: were made. (laughs) Who didn't even know about let alone consent to, the battery of procedures they underwent. Their abuse found further justification in 1952, when in Korea, captured American pilots admitted on national radio that they'd sprayed the Korean countryside with illegal biological weapons. Right? Right. So the whole thing with the POW stuff was, did the United States use biological warfare during the Korean War? Hmm. That was the whole thing. Probably. These POWs were saying, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And the United States was pissed because they said that they well, did. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. they probably did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who's
3: to say they didn't spray them with LSD? Right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. It was a confession so beyond the pale that the CIA blamed communists. The POWs must <laughs> have been brainwashed. The word, a literal translation of the Chinese Zino, or naO X-I-N-A-O. I think it's Xi-N-A-O. Lord knows I can't read <laughs> Chinese. Xi-N-A-O. Didn't appear in English before 1950. It articulated a set of fears that had coalesced in the post-war America. That's a new class of chemicals could rewire and automate the human mind. When the American POWs returned, the army brought in a team of scientists to deprogram them. Among those scientists was Jolly west
1: mm. interesting Stary.
3: funny how he gets around he uh?
2: does he he oh, definitely man. likes to get around that's for sure he we found santa <laughs> <He> d-
1: <laughs> you know you know that um. In, you know in uh, Char- uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yeah. Factory, the movie? Yeah. There was that guy that was, o- was always following the kids around when they'd win the golden mm-hmm. ticket. right? And he was just to make sure that they weren't spies. That's what this Jolly West <laughs> reminds me of. He was just there. Right.
2: Yeah. He just happens to appear.
1: Yes. Out of nowhere. Yep. Out of nowhere. Make sure that... When they get their golden ticket or LSD, that they're not spies. It just goes to show that his job
3: was a lot higher than what people thought. Mm -hmm. The most sensitive work was conducted far from Langley, farmed out to scientists at colleges, hospitals, prisons, and military bases all over the United States and Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The CIA gave these scientists aliases, funneled money to them, and instructed them on how to conceal their research from prying eyes including those of their unknowing subjects. That's not sketchy at all.
1: of course they were doing it to Canadians too, Nick. Oh, God, no eh? (laughs) way. We're putting the LSD in our Tim Hortons. (laughs) Actually, Tim Hortons wasn't around yet. That's how you get them.
2: That's how you get them.
1: It was coffee time. I think coffee time was the big coffee chain back then. You know what? All that LSD could have gave the imagination of Tim Hortons.
3: Maybe it doesn't even exist.
2: What have I been drinking all this time? (laughs) You've just been drinking (laughs) pure LSD, Nick.
1: No, it's just like an empty mug. (laughs) Their work encompassed
3: everything from electronic brain stimulation to sensory deprivation to induced pain and psychosis. They sought ways to cause heart attacks, severe twitching, and intense cluster headaches. If drugs didn't do the trick, they'd try to master ESP, ultrasonic vibrations, and radiation poisoning. What
2: the fuck?
1: The vibrations sounds nice, though.
2: <laughs> I mean, does it, Nick?
1: Did you just say the vibration sounds nice?
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> Nick wants. To, Nick is the, would be yes. the people, or he would be the person that would willingly go Vibrate get tested.
3: <laughs> I don't think they're putting the vibration between
1: your legs. No. Oh, oh, oh. oh.
2: I so love. Fun. I love how they try to cause heart attacks because. Why yeah. not? Yeah, let's just give this random person a heart attack. What could go wrong?
3: And there's no telling how many people died during these projects. Oh, probably so, Oh, several. yeah. Probably. And you know that
2: they weren't keeping track just for that reason, so that they don't...
3: Oh, I'm sure they kept track, but it got redacted or burned in some form or fashion. Yeah. yeah. One project tried to harness the power of magnetic fields. MK Ultra was so highly classified that when John McCone succeeded Dulles, as CIA director in late 1961, he was not informed of its existence until 1963. Jesus. What? Fewer than half a dozen agency brass were aware of it at any period during its 20-year history.
1: It's like the recipe for Coca-Cola. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Locked behind in a safe in Atlanta.
1: Actually, no, I think I think it's Coca-Cola has it back there. Or as there. Nick would say, in Atlantis. In Atlantis. Atlantis, yes. Atlantis. But here's a fun fact: Did you know, if you stole the Coca-Cola recipe, you still couldn't make it because you have to um, import the coca plant, cocoa plant, which only Coca-Cola and I guess Pepsi have the rights to do because it's illegal otherwise.
2: What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's a like cocaine, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's
1: yeah, that's yeah. West headed the
3: psychiatry department at UCLA and the school's renowned neuroscience center until his retirement in 1988. One day, among a batch of research papers on hypnosis in West's archives, there, I found letters between West and his CIA handler, Sherman Grifford. The cover name, according to John Marks' is The Search for the Manchurian Candidate for Sidney Gottlieb. So, that's where you go to know that West had a major role in MK Ultra, right, like a really he big is,
2: role. Honestly, if
3: Sydney Sydney was the head of the project of MK Ultra, mm-hmm. and if he's having a lot of correspondence with Sydney, then yeah, he is what second, third command, maybe right. somebody that's well.
2: He was yeah. he was like in all like the little experiments and stuff. It seems like he was just like dipping his like you know his toes yeah. into like everything.
1: He, he's the Heinrich Himmler of uh, MK Ultra.
0: <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain—maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience
2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: West, who had once written to a magazine editor that he had never worked for the CIA, had in fact worked closely with the agency's black sorcerer himself. Voldemort? The letters letters picked up midstream with no prologue or preliminaries. The first was dated June 11th, 1953, a mere two months after MK Ultra started, when West was chief of the psychiatric service at the air
1: base at Lakeland.
2: <laughs> I've so, never worked for the CIA. Okay. Oh, we got papers showing
1: <laughs> you did. That sounds like something someone who works for the CIA would
2: say. It sounds like, um, what's that guy? The one where he's like, you are not the father. Like, oh, more. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like.
3: Addressing Gottlieb as S.G., West outlined the experiments he proposed to perform using a combination of psychotropic drugs and hypnosis. He began with a plan to discover the degree to which information can be abstracted from presumably unwilling subjects, through hypnosis alone or in combination with certain drugs. Possibly, with subsequent amnesia for the interrogation and or alteration of the subject's recollection, recollection of the information he formerly knew. Mm. So basically using drugs to change one's mind or perception. right?
2: And then and then who knows, you know, like however many times he, um, you know, gave these people these drugs and all that stuff, like who knows what happened to their minds? They probably I mean, they probably some of them probably went crazy. That
3: like, goes back to the Schaefer mm-hmm. case, right? Who knows how long he was on that project if he was mm-hmm. in it, if he was part of MKUltra, right. yeah, nope. Another item proposed honing techniques for implanting false information into particular subjects, or for inducing them specific mental disorders. He hoped to create couriers who could carry a long and complex message, embedded secretly in their minds, and to study the induction of trance states by drugs. His list lined up perfectly with the goals of MKUltra. Needless to say, West added, the experiments must eventually be put to test in practical trials in the field. To this end, he asked Gottlieb for some sort of carte blanche. Or
1: carte blanche. blanche. <laughs>
3: yeah, Whatever. I, I, he yeah. asked him, can I do it, please, <laughs> sir? See,
1: we have a bunch of couriers carrying our long and complex messages through this podcast, and it's to buy our merch. <laughs> buy more merch. <laughs> buy more merch. Buy more merch. Send Sam feedbacks. No. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> DM her on Twitter her feed pics she likes them no uh uh-uh. uh but yeah so it, it goes to show you though like how he literally had no I mean he didn't care for anybody's life had no like moral standing yeah, at was all because a guinea pig. I mean he just like he just didn't care that he ruined these people's lives or even killed them possibly
3: yeah no He wanted to do the trials, and this goes to show that he asked Sydney, can I do them, sir? And Sydney obviously said, go ahead. He said, pull the lever, crunk. Who would the guinea pigs be? He listed four groups, basic airmen, volunteers, patients, and others, possibly including prisoners in the local stockade. Only the volunteers would be paid. He listed four groups, one of them being, and the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The others could be unwilling, and thought it wasn't spelled out, unwitting. It would be easier to preserve his secrecy if he were inducing specific mental disorders in people who already exhibited them. Certain patients requiring hypnosis and therapy, or suffering from disoactive disorders, trances, uh, amnesias, that sort of type of stuff, uh, might lend themselves to our experiments. Official investigations into MKUltra yielded little information about its subjects, but West's letter suggests that the program cast a wide net. Mm. Our
1: uh, subjects must be uh, human. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, by putting others, (laughs) that's anybody. And the rest. (laughs) The mailman, the pool
3: boy, Mm. the stripper. It doesn't matter who it is. And
2: Mm. they can be unwilling, too. In
3: 1954, around the same time as Cherie Joe Horton's murder, West began to split his time between Lakeland and the University of Oklahoma School of Medicine where he would lead the psychiatry department. And interesting enough, Wes would also
1: come into contact with Charles Manson, and later on, Jack Ruby. Mm. None of my professors in university had these interesting backstories. Except the one professor that was an asshole and ended up getting fired. (laughs) We're not going into a tangent, Nick. Nope. (laughs) If you want to hear that, it's on
3: Patreon. (laughs) Yes.
1: Subscribe to our Patreon. Buy more merch. (laughs) Buy more merch. Send Sam feed pics. No.
3: When he arrived in Hyatt-Ashbury, Wes was the only scientist in the world who had predicted the emergence of potentially violent LSD cults, such as Charles Manson's family. He'd also supervised a study in Oklahoma City, in which he'd hired informants to infiltrate teenage gangs and engender a fundamental change in basic morale, religious, or political matters. The title of the project was
1: Mass Conversion, and it had been funded by Sidney. That's fucking sketchy, because could you imagine... The government could do that and be like, we want everyone to vote our party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think about that. (laughs) I mean, the Russians are doing a good job now, but... (laughs) You know, back
3: then. In the Hyatt, West arranged for the use of a crumbling Victorian house on Frederick Street, where he'd set up what he described as a laboratory disguised as a hippie crash pad. Hmm. The pad opened in June 1967 at the dawn of the summer of love. He installed six graduate students in the pad, telling them to dress like hippies and lure, and lure them in, basically, into the apartments. Uh, passerbys were welcome to do as they pleased and stay as long as they liked, as long as they didn't mind grad students taking notes on their behavior.
2: Mm.
1: Stop watching me when I'm
3: That's trying to sleep.
2: very weird. Like, very <laughs> odd. Why are
3: you touching my penis? <laughs>
1: I like to sleep in the nude, okay? <laughs>
3: you imagine these grad students walking around, taking notes, having measurements and measuring oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Penis below average size.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> According to records in West Files, his crash pad was funded by the Foundation's Fund for Research in Psychiatry, Inc., which he had bankrolled a number of his other projects, two across decades and in institutions. Dr. Gordon Deckert, West's successor as chair at the University of Oklahoma, told me they found papers in West desk that revealed that the Foundation's Fund was a front for the
1: CIA. I must say, I'm shocked and surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. All this time, it was yeah, the CIA. That, who would have thought?
3: Who knows everything? And see, that's the thing, too. Who knows? We will never know everything that they did because
1: I'm sure a ton of shit was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, could, could you imagine being in, like, accounts payable at the CIA? <laughs> You're spending how much money on a hippie pad what the hell is that <laughs> it probably didn't even say hippie pad it just said victorian pad oh,
2: yeah
3: what kind of pad is this are we talking house or are we talking <laughs> tampax
1: you know what no, i'm i'm very curious like accounts payable in the cia that's got to be a very interesting job <laughs> and very so how much are you spending on lsd this year you're going over budget i keep
2: telling you <laughs> we're bleeding money. <laughs>
1: This wouldn't have been the
3: agency's first disguised laboratory in San Francisco. Of course. A few years earlier, the, the, okay, here we go. We're going, we're going back to everybody's favorite one. The (laughs) evocatively titled Operation Midnight Climax had seen CIA operatives open at least three Bay Area safe houses disguised as upscale bordellos.
1: Get it out with one-way mirrors and kinky photographs. Ooh. Again, I need to talk to you about your spending this month. You've spent $100,000 on hookers. <laughs> Our budget for hookers is 50000 You doubled it <laughs> in this month.
2: And you spent how much on in, kinky imagine photographs? Imagine having a, a budget. Imagine having a budget for hookers. A <laughs> budget for <laughs> hookers? A hooker's budget.
1: It's like,
3: we're going to give you a $200,000 budget. It can be spent on hookers, blow, and LSD. Nice. Just go over it, <laughs> and you go over it. Why? What? Look, we we put down fifty thousand for hookers. You spent a hundred thousand. Why did we double
1: this? I don't know where the other fifty thousand went. You've been Dude, fucking these hookers. You have you have like a a weekly stipend on how many blowjobs you can
2: oh you don't <laughs> receive from a hooker.
3: <laughs> Years after the nefarious deeds of the CIA came to light, there was an investigation into the wrongdoings, but as to be expected, nothing really came of this. The church committee found that MK Ultra had caused the deaths of at least two American citizens. One was a psychiatric patient who had been injected with a synthetic mescaline derivative. The other was Frank Olson, a military contractor scientist who had been unwillingly dosed with LSD at a small agency gathering in the backwoods of Maryland presided over by Sidney Gottlieb himself. Those are the ones Which,
2: that, you know, that they only tell you about what, what right. happened. And of yes. course,
3: we talked about Frank Olson and... uh part four yeah. Yeah. of Sydney with Sydney Gallup episode. He was shown the, uh, he was shown the, the window. <laughs> yes, he was shown the pavement from 10 stories up.
2: Too bad he didn't <laughs> put, did put his, too bad he didn't put his legs out to stop his fall. He could no. have saved himself. <laughs> no, no telling <no.
1: laughs>
3: you. The Senate demanded the formation of a federal program to locate the victims of MK ultra experiments and to pursue criminal charges against the perpetrators. That program never formed. Of course Sur- not. Yeah, mm-hmm. Surviving records named 80 institutions, including 44 universities and colleges, and 185 researchers among them
1: was good old Jolly West. Of course. Man, so you go to university in the States, you get a lifetime of student debt, and you get unknowingly drugged by the government. I mean, you get fucking,
2: brain that, everywhere. That's, that's the <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> there you go. Not the life I
2: want to live. No, 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 of
1: course not. I already paid off
3: my student debt. <laughs> <laughs> the Times identified West as one of the less than a dozen suspected scientists who have secretly participated in MKUltra under academic cover. Yet no, not one researcher was ever federally investigated, nor were any victims ever notified. Despite the outrage of congressional leaders and more than three years of headlines about the brutalities of the program, no one, not the black sorcerer Sidney Gottlieb... <laughs> <laughs> nor senior cia official richard helms nor jolly west suffered any legal consequences so
2: they never prosecuted these people like they never and, and not even like looked into what they were doing i mean
1: oh they looked into what they were doing and decided to be too much work and said uh,
2: oh people my. or they this. got or they got paid or some shit. Or
3: how many people were part of MK Ultra that were working? But here's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Think about the people who did not know what they were doing. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't know exactly what they were being told to do. Mm-hmm. Who were part of, you know, uh, the CIA? Right. Say yeah. a CIA agent was told to do this, but he didn't know That's that sir. he was actually doing stuff for MK Ultra. Are yeah, you going to charge like, but, that individual? Why
2: wouldn't they go after like the big guys? Like, like it said, like Sydney too much Um, because then that shows
3: that the cia think about it uh, okay let's think about it in this in this stance here okay uh, we know that they were going over uh to other countries right right. and they were not supposed to be doing that right now you're gonna have a shitload of trouble from other countries yeah because it was federally funded by the united states government oh yeah Yeah. they probably saw how deep it went and like you know what
2: they were just like, oh, we'll just yeah. let it slide. <laughs> pretend it didn't happen.
3: It's better not to just let don't it out.
2: Do it again. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, and then the sad part too is like the victims that were part of that those experiments. Oh it's yeah, like they never saw like they never got justice. They never got like no. anything.
3: Now, if you thought Thomas Edison's elephant fiasco was a doozy, just wait till you hear about this one. Oh, no. Do y'all know about Thomas Edison's elephant fiasco? Yeah, he yeah. was trying to prove DC power was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically so like, the yeah. Thomas Edison Film Company mm-hmm. electrocuted an elephant for entertainment and filmed it in 1903 at Coney Island. Terrible. Um, I, get, okay, we'll do this. We'll do an after show <laughs> episode on that event in the future. Nice. So, I think the video's on YouTube. Oh, no. It is on is YouTube. It? You yeah. can Yeah, you can oh, find it. It's that's out so there. Oh, that's so sad. But we'll get back to West, but... Just know, because I found that very interesting, mm. we'll, we'll probably do an after-show episode on the electrocution of that elephant. Uh, conducted by Dr. Jolly West and two colleagues, the experiment took place in 1962 at the University of Oklahoma. West stated intention was to see whether LSD, yet to hit the streets as a recreational drug, would induce a condition called must in Tusco must, which occurs naturally in all the bull elephants, is a period of heightened testosterone
1: production and high aggression.
2: Oh, oh no. yeah. When an
1: elephant's, like, horny, they will fucking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I heard about, like, h- elephants will fucking kill you. There's a wall. Yeah, fuck it. There's a tree. Fuck it. And, uh, no, apparently, like, they get so aggressive that they'll just fuck rhinos. What?
3: Yeah. What? That's what I was saying. There's a dirt hole. Fuck it.
1: There's a cheetah. Fuck it. There's a grasshopper. Stick your dick in it. Apparently female elephants only go in heat like once every few years. Oh, or something. right. That's weird. So like, you know, male elephants mm. are just, you know, they're fucking horny. So yeah, they've essentially either got to rape a, you know, oh a female God. elephant. They've got to like kill each other because it's like, no, I want to fuck. Right. So what you're telling me is there's no Marvin Gaye
3: being played?
2: No, no, No.
3: just Five Finger Death Punch. Yes,
2: and disturbed. Uh, Yes, yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, Tusco, the prize of Oklahoma City Zoo, was injected with 297 milligrams of LSD, an enormous dose even for an elephant, and more than 30 times what a three-ton human might receive. After five minutes, Tusco trumpeted, fell over, defecated, and began shuddering violently. His pupils dilated, his legs became stiff, he bit his tongue, and his breathing became
2: labored. Oh my god. Wh- like, why? Why would you do that to an animal? I
1: don't
3: know.
2: Like, wh- like what was the purpose of that? I do just don't yeah, understand. What's the like, let's
3: give an elephant LSD.
2: That's crazy. They wanted to
3: see if it caused aggression and reproduction. I don't know.
1: Huh. Again, meanwhile, Accounts
3: Payable we, is like, Well, we 200- can check this off the list. It did not make him horny.
1: No, <laughs> it did quite the opposite. <laughs> Count, accounts Payable comes in, You need 297 milligrams for <laughs> of LSD for what exactly? Oh, to inject it into an elephant. Why? At that point,
2: I'd just quit. I'd be like, yeah, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> 20 minutes later, in an attempt
3: to calm him, a large amount of the antipsychotic I guess a thorazine? Thorazine? thorazine or Thorazine was injected into the elephant, probably inducing a massive drop in blood pressure and heart palpitations. It didn't help. After another hour, West pumped Tusco with a tranquilizer, and a few minutes later, he was dead. The whole process took one hour and 40 minutes.
2: Why would they kill? Why would the zoo agree Why? to this? Hey. I don't know. That's so terrible. And then, like...
3: Yeah, they made the elephant kept, suffer like, for an hour and 40 minutes. And it
2: with different shit, like... Yeah. What? Oh, that poor elephant. It's so terrible. A great
3: deal of controversy surrounds the Tusco experiment. Rumors persist that Wes w- was on LSD during the experiment and the following autopsy, and that he shot Tusco with FMF... Good lord. <laughs> Amphetamines. Sh- F- yeah, thank you. I can't talk tonight. While the experiment is quoted as evidence of LSD's toxicity, it seems most likely that thorzerine or thorzerine or the combination of drugs killed Tusco, not the acid. Lending credence to this, in 1984, psychologist Ronald K. Siegel repeated the experiment with two elephants using LSD only, both survived. Tusco's trip was one great leap for elephant kind that, never, that need never be made again.
1: Why do you need to inject elephants with LSD?
3: It doesn't make I any
2: sense because it's like, what, what are you learning from this? There's like nothing to learn here. It's like, yeah, you inject LSD into an elephant, it's going to freak it turns out. out
1: <laughs> it turns out elephants can get high on LSD. Okay, so how does this benefit, you know, society? Exactly. It doesn't. I just wanted to see an elephant high. Yeah,
2: that, that literally just sounds like, it literally sounds like someone's just like sick, like twisted mind that they were just like you know what sounds fun let's just experiment on elephants for no damn reason i need
3: to join this experiment and see if lsd will make me read better
2: (laughs) (laughs) probably not oh god no it'll probably do the opposite
3: (laughs) west also performed a disputed psychiatric evaluation of lee harvey oswald assassin jack ruby that applied several procedures delineated in his mk ultra research and Jack Ruby is mostly known for killing Lee Harvey Oswald, who is mostly known for killing JFK. We're sure we'll have people writing in to tell us that it was not Oswald who killed JFK. The historical records are what we're going by, not the Oliver Stone film, which, by the way, was highly inaccurate. So it was the Babushka lady. The Babushka <laughs> lady. Look, we're gonna do we're gonna do a series on JFK, mm-hmm. the assassination of JFK, at some point. Mainly Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. Uh, we may we may tag a little bit on Jack Ruby. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there at some point. So, Dr. West was treating Ruby once he was taken into custody. There were very weird stories about how Ruby was acting after he had been in West Care. Supposedly, both Jack Ruby and Sirhan Slaran, the assassinator of RFK, were in West Care. Both Sirhan and Ruby, similar to Shaver, reported being unable to recall the events during the assassination. Mm. This Fugo state has been lashed onto by conspiracy
1: theorists as absolute proof that both assassins were really part of MK Ultra. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I read that Sirhan Sirhan's actually like um been approved for bail or to be released rather. What? Who has Sirhan Sirhan, the guy who was assassinated oh, yeah. Robert Kennedy? Yeah. Um. So apparently, like even the Kennedy family is like cool with it. Um. Mm. They just have to wait on the governor to approve the release. A uh, fugue or fugo states are actually very normal when
3: many individuals commit their crimes. This is more often seen in those who are radicalized by some belief system, otherwise, normal people who snap and do something drastic. Their normal brain, the "they" they know is blocking the crime from memory because they cannot accept what they have done. This was reported with the Aurora theater shooting as well. People were claiming he was an MK Ultra victim too because he had a very little memories of the event. That's his
1: brain blocking out the mind bindling horrific things he did. It's just what that is. That's your brain's like I guess safety mechanism because what you did is so horrible that you don't want to realize it. Right. Your brain knows it's terrible, so it's like that's and it's the same like anyone who's like suffered like a traumatic event mm-hmm. um their brain will block it oh, out. Oh yeah. Right. So that's what that is. And they're not no one's claiming that, you know, someone who has PTSD or something is like part of mk but ultra but the, mm-hmm.
3: the easy comp out is mk ultra oh of course
2: yes. right. It's, yeah. oh it's got
1: to be something nefarious yeah yeah there were
3: reports that jack ruby suffered an immense nervous breakdown and was slamming his head against the wall and who knows maybe west did dose ruby but we cannot just jump to that conclusion without also taking into account the way the human brain reacts to intense horror and trauma it blocks them out i did not mm-hmm. read ahead the same crowd who is quick to believe in every made-up story of multiple personalities is also the same who is quick to dismiss the concept that assassins who experience blackouts during the crimes are experiencing a normal psychological
1: defense mechanism. They tout it for one thing, but disregard it for the other. And you know what? Like, it's kind of a weird consp- uh, comparison, but like, I've heard many interviews with uh, athletes who've done something, big, like they score a championship winning goal or... Mm-hmm you know, they hit a milestone or some crazy moment in a game and they'll interview them afterwards. They're like, what do you take us through that moment? They're like, honestly, I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. it
2: because you the same mumping. with concussions. I yeah. mean, a lot of stuff is going on at once.
1: Yeah. So it's not just like traumatic events. It's just something big. Right. That is a lot of information going into your brain. Right. Yeah. That your brain's just going to black out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if it's a traumatic event, it's to protect you. If it's something made like a good thing, like you scored your first goal or something Mm -hmm. like that, it's just there's so much to process. Your brain is just gonna shut down. It's like nuts. It's it's like when you're telling your computer to do a lot of things and it just freezes. Mm -hmm. That's what your brain is doing. Your brain's just not.
2: Well, yeah, your brain can only handle so much. It literally has to like protect itself.
1: You need to download more RAM to your brain,
2: (laughs) because that's how it works.
1: Yes, download more RAM, kids.
3: Aside from the shady and decidedly immoral work he did with MKUltra, West was also active in studying the creation and management of cults and anti-death penalty activism, along with friend Charlton Heston. He supported the civil rights movement, frequently participating in sit-ins and rallies. So, West also did some good in a very famous case during Patty Hearst's 1976 trial. West was appointed by the court in his capacity as a brainwashing expert, and worked without fee, believing that Hearst displayed all the classic signs of coercion, brainwashing, and the Stockholm effect. He wrote a newspaper after the trial article asking President Carter to release Hearst from prison. Some weeks after her arrest, Hearst reputed her SLA allegiance. Reputed. So reputed. Reputed her (laughs) SLA allegiance. So, yes, West did do some good things, but as mentioned earlier, was his opposition to the death penalty a manifestation of possible guilt over any misdeeds he may have committed in the Schaefer case?
2: Possibly. Or other cases. Yeah, but, but we would never know, though. Unfortunately, that's no. the uh, the grim reality, is that we we're never going to know.
3: There was another time West took a stand. According to West, Scientologists attempted to discredit him and get him fired. Using methods similar to those used in operation Freakout, this was allegedly done after his co- contributions to a 1980 textbook that classified Scientology as a cult which it is it is it's, it's literally is. banned oh. in yeah. France because it's considered a cult it is a cult it is no matter how you look at it it is not a religion it is a cult hmm?
1: if it makes you pay, if you're required to pay money it's a cult
2: mm-hmm
3: I mean, they brainwashed the shit out of you there. I mean, yeah. you're talking Tom, Tom about a brainwashing Cruise is like expert. their front
2: man. That, t- that says it all right there.
1: <laughs> Him and John Travolta. Uh, yeah. So it was the voice of Bart Simpson, Nancy Cartwright. Oh, really? Is she a Scientologist? I didn't know that. So yeah, she got, in, she got into trouble with Fox because she was doing cold calling mm-hmm. for Scientology and was using the voice of Bart Simpson mm. to oh. try to recruit people. And Fox is like, you can't do that.
2: Yeah, ooh. Yeah.
1: I assume their creator, Mac Groening, probably wasn't pleased
3: with that no, either. No,
2: I'm sure.
1: West participated in an American
3: Psychiatric Association panel on cults. Each speaker had received a letter threatening a lawsuit if Scientology were mentioned. Apparently, others were intimidated. Only West, the last speaker, referred to the letter and the cult by saying this. I read parts of the letter to the 1,000-plus psychiatrists and then told any sci- Scientologists in the crowd to pay attention. I said I would like to advise my colleagues that I consider Scientology a cult, and L. Ron Hubbard a quack and a fake. I wasn't about to let them intimidate me.
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny. That, sue you. That's pretty funny coming from West. Like,
3: well, I mean, coming from the guy who basically helped MK Ultra. I know. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm
2: saying. That's just ironic to me. <laughs>
3: it's like, do you realize I can have you killed? Yeah. <laughs> But this is where we will pick back up in part 7 of our series on MK Ultra as we head into the MK Ultra rabbit hole with the films The Men Who Stare at Goats and Shutter Island as well as the hit Netflix series Stranger Things as these movies and show all take based on true event elements related to MK Ultra and weave them into their storylines story <laughs> in varying ways but what were those true events that inspired these Hollywood hits? Found out in part seven next week. Project Stargate, anyone?
2: Yeah, I love Stranger hmm. Things. So
3: I do yeah. too. I have not
2: watched it, so oh, it's it's pretty good.
3: All of those actually take elements from MK Ultra and, and Stranger Things by far.
2: 100 percent. Yeah. Oh, I can and, see it.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I I think that'll be a very fun episode, I think so especially too. I have seen both movies and i've watched stranger mm. things so so nick if you have not seen both movies or watched stranger things i've seen I, none of those i've seen shutter okay, island and stranger things. i know how shutter
1: island i know how shutter island ends yeah. okay
3: like I know. Well, I know you, got you got a week you got a week man uh however we would like to thank our very own writer and researcher stephanie kimmer for all of the hard work and dedication she put into this episode and our series on mk ultra we would like to thank the resources used for Part 6 of our series, Wikipedia, The Intercept, and The Guardian. And plus, don't forget, you can help support the show and get more bonus content like our after show by joining the Elbow Deep Club on Patreon for just $5 a month. Visit Join Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> visit Patreon.com slash Studios. And patrons, we are going to be going into the weird produ- reproduction of eels on Wednesday. <laughs> so and they're mysterious links to the bermuda triangle so you're going to get a very weird uh episode because it is a very strange time we're doing like an animal kingdom we like, are episode nice animal kingdom first one first Talk one about eel fucking <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get that on wednesday and don't forget you can all follow us stalk us see what we're up see what we're doing on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok by searching at Podcast Afraid. And don't forget to check out all of the other podcast shows on the Ordis Studios Podcast Network by visiting ordisstudios.com. You can find all the links I just mentioned in the show notes of this episode, or if you're watching us on Pod TV, all the links were shown on the screen. So, yeah. Next week, we're coming back with MK Ultra Part 7, and Wednesday... Fucking eels.
2: <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Literally,
3: literally. Mm-hmm. Actually, we don't know if they fuck or not, but we'll find oh, out.
2: I guess we're gonna find so, out. <laughs>
3: we're gonna find out. We're gonna Just find don't out. Don't stick them up your ass. <laughs> yeah. No, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't
2: relieve constipation.
3: Yeah, it does not. <laughs> it does not. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and watching this episode. We really do appreciate all of you. We love you. And until Monday next week, remember to stay elbow deep.
0: Mm. This podcast has been made possible by listeners like you. The show is part of the Ordis Podcast Network.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)